0: Have you ever been in a situation where people are going in length to share their pain points and negative experiences with the product that you've been working on? How does it feel? Does it evoke a deep sense of distress and sadness almost as if it's happening to you? Do you keep repeating yourself in consolation? I feel your pain buddy. If so, give a pat on your back as you, my friend, are really close in acquiring one of the most needed skill in human-centered design and one of the topic that I keep bringing in almost all my episodes. Yes, it's none other than empathy. So what exactly empathy means? Empathy is the experience of understanding another person's thoughts, their feelings and their overall conditions from their point of view rather than from our own. Yes. Empathy is an active attempt to understand another person's perspective, their emotions, and in essence, their reality. Humans seems to own empathetic tendencies naturally in their genetic makeup, but a lot of it is affected by our environment. Yes, a classic amalgamation of John Locke's blank state view and Rene Descartes' I think therefore I am philosophy. Empathy sounds more like a psychological phenomenon. But like everything else, from our perception to the way we respond, there is a neurological explanation for the aspect of empathy as well. Yes, something inside our brain and related to some of those billions of neurons transferring and receiving signals to make us feel and believe. These group of neurons are very specialized neurons and are termed as mirror neurons. These neurons are believed to enhance the capacity to display read, and mimic emotional signals through facial expressions and other form of body language. Mirror neurons can help individuals share emotional experiences and become more empathic towards others. These type of empathic engagements are more common in patient care or one-to-one interactions. But what about sharing the same emotions with a larger group of people or maybe population? Human-centered approach and design falls under those realms where we try to design product wrapped in empathy for a large number of people and really for just one or two. Design tend to focus on needs and pain points of a group of people, people who share the same traits, characteristics, needs and motivation. We choose a persona out of these people and use the tool of empathy in our design thinking process through those fictional characters to understand their needs and motivations. Although the need for empathic approaches in design has been repeatedly stressed, and somewhere designers like you and me claim that they understand where people struggle with our products and kind of feel their pain, but I still think that the fundamental basis of the concept of empathy is largely missing in our day-to-day lives as designers. So in this episode, we'll be taking an epistemological approach Yep, that was a hard word but it basically means that we're gonna validate our knowledge about a certain topic and in this case it'll be empathy. We'll try to find out answers to the most popular concept of empathy in design thinking. We will try to understand to what extent we can actually empathize with a group of people and the effect empathy has on our overall design process. We'll also talk about how empathy can be a powerful weapon when used correctly and how it can go the other way when influenced by our own stereotype prejudice and biases. Over the years, empathic design or put yourself in your user's shoe philosophy has become a most discussed and highly regarded facet of human-centered design. Hardly I ever heard a conversation that talks about user experience without mentioning empathy somewhere around the lines, which is in fact amazing. We as product designers, developers, managers, we need to take in consideration both functional and emotional aspects of our individual needs. Not our needs, but our users need. <laughs> empathy in human-centered design can help us to refocus by placing our user at the heart of our decision-making process. In his book, Change by Design, Tim Brown described empathy as the mental habit that moves us beyond thinking of people as laboratory rats or standard deviations. Come on, a laboratory rat? No way, but numbers? Maybe. You know, active users, inactive users. (laughs) Yes, sometimes, but that's part of analytics, which is crucial for every business, isn't it? So we can't ignore it. But empathy, yes, empathy helps us to be more humane and share the feelings or emotions of people by letting us be in their shoes or in their positions. However, can we really get into minds of so many people and understand what each one of them is feeling? I'm trying to play skeptic or devil's advocate here. Term flash, a skeptic in philosophy is a person who question whether anything can be known with certainty. So let's try to find out some answers. According to famous psychologist Hogs and Meyer, empathy may refer to an emotional or cognitive response, or even both. On the emotional side, there are three components of empathy. The first is feeling the same emotion as another person, Those unconscious tears while watching a heartfelt movie are an example of this component of emotional empathy. You start crying, seeing someone crying on screen. Yes, a typical case. The second component is personal distress, which refers to one's own feeling of distress seeing another person in a dire situation. This distress may or may not mirror the emotion that the person is actually feeling. For example, some people really get distressed looking at blood or violence, but not specifically experience what the person in that position is going through. The third component of emotional empathy is feeling compassion for another person. This one is most frequently associated with the study of empathy in psychology. And it is also something that we often confuse ourselves with. Another name for which is empathic concern and sometimes sympathy where we feel sorry about someone and willing to lend a helping hand. Emotional or compassionate empathy are more relevant in personal context, where you are seeing or meeting people in real life. However, the cognitive side of empathy is what we usually talk in human-centered design. Cognition, by definition, is a process of acquiring knowledge through observation. Cognitive empathy falls under the philosophical nuisance of problem of other minds, Which means that we can observe the behavior of others, but how can we know what's going on in their minds? Cognitive empathy refers to the extent to which we perceive or think that we have successfully guessed someone else's thoughts or their feelings. Empathic design in human-centered approach has its root in cognitive empathy, where although we don't know the people for whom we are designing, but still feel interconnected to these people at some level. The spectrum of cognitive empathy includes understanding of very simple tasks, such as how and when people use a back button on a browser, and extend up to very complex mental challenges like what people are thinking when they are interacting with a virtual reality. Another name for cognitive empathy is empathic accuracy, the accuracy with which you can determine what's going on in someone's mind and how they are feeling in a particular moment. There is one crucial difference between cognitive empathy and other forms of emotional empathy. While cognitive empathy means that you're capable of grasping other people's thoughts and their feelings to some extent, emotional empathy goes a little deeper in exploring their griefs, their sufferings and joy. Cognitive empathy doesn't necessarily mean that you care for all these people, but it still requires some level of sensitivity and knowledge about how human emotions work. Empathic design is therefore more of a skill where we take a conscious effort in knowing what's going on in people's mind and inform our own design decisions. Empathic design is not an art of problem solving. It's more of a decision making process where we are making all these decisions on behalf of a group of people that we think will feel in a particular way in a particular situation. We, as humans, learn to recognize and understand others' emotional state as a way to process our own emotions and behaviors. While it's not clear exactly how humans experience empathy, there is a growing body of research on this topic, so a lot more to come. But as I said, empathy is a skill that apparently we can develop by just being mindful about a couple of things. First and foremost, be observant to others. Take the time to observe people who will be using your design is a very good first step in developing empathy. Watch and wonder why they are taking certain actions. Try to focus on their state of mind rather categorizing them or labeling them. Ask yourself what kind of day they are having, how they are feeling. Challenge yourself to be in their place doing certain tasks. The other important step toward building empathy is curiosity. Stay curious to learn more about their needs, but stay cautious in not generalizing it in a wrong way. Never think that you know it all as it's never gonna be the case. So stay invested and keep an eye on how the behaviors are changing. Another crucial aspect of building empathy is through active listening. Avoid formulating the response while interacting with your users. Avoid reflexes by slowing down, rather jumping on conclusion. Take a moment to consider other person's statement and ask follow-up questions. This will help us to better understand their intent, emotional state, and their deeper motivation. Listening will expand our knowledge about our target audience and will also help us to take design decision using an empathic approach. Last but not the least, just open up. Empathy is a two-way street and people do share commonalities. Learning about other people means looking at the world from their eye. And this world may or may not be different from your own world. The whole idea is to keep an open mind and keep yourself away from all the types of stereotypes and prejudice. Stereotypes like people who spend too much time on reading or on computers are geeks, so we should design something for geeks. Or prejudice like racism, sexism, something based on their religion, which can generate non-conscious bias. These implicit biases affect the way we relate to others in a real way. And also, these are some of the aspects that are most uncomfortable to explore. And that is the reason they are so important for us to understand, especially as the designers who are designing things for a global population. For me, empathic design is not just a conceptual thought. It's sort of a belief that we can understand group behavior, social influences, and can develop an emotional and cognitive empathy towards a larger number of people, thus building products and services that matches their expectations. The neuroanatomy of our brains may allow us to feel empathy for another's experience, but it can also stop us from making cross-cultural connections that may result in an empathy gap. However, An active attempt to understand those cultural and psychological differences through observation, curiosity, active listening, and just opening up can help us overcome our biases, stereotypes, and prejudice for individuals and different groups. And this brings us to the very end of this episode. Empathic design is a powerful tool in every designer's toolkit. The need is to use it with sensitivity and responsibility for others. If you share similar thoughts and enjoyed the content of this episode, rate it, share it, subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or whichever platform you listen your podcast on. And if you have any feedback or suggestion or any topic that you want me to cover, leave your comments on our Instagram page. And in our next episode, we'll talk about something different. But know what it is, stay tuned and keep those creative juices flowing.